a dragon and a pegasus talk football. Thankfully, of course, Michigan will not be filing anything on this podcast. How are we doing, everyone? Welcome again to the Furries and Football Podcast. I am Manny Jones. I am alongside a very, very, very hyped up and very excited Zeus Pegasus. Do I need to ask how you're doing this week? No, <laughs> oh, man, I don't think you got to. We'll get to it. There's oh. plenty of hype to be shared, but I don't want to spoil it. So. Oh, that oh, is man. a lot. We're going to talk. Dreamlike week. Oh, love oh. it. Perfect for you, my friend. We're going to talk all kinds of stuff. New news for NFL and the NFL going on. Rankings in the college football playoff. Washington pulled a recent thing that a certain former NFL player did, and the firings have begun. But first, uh, we have to jump into a couple of things. As we've been doing the past couple of weeks on the podcast, we have been talking about the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. And I swear to God, Zeus, it seems like whenever we're done doing a show, the wild stuff happens. The, the wild stuff happens. Let me tell y'all what happened recently. Jim Harbaugh was banned from the sidelines for the last three games of the regular season, Zeus, by the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... Oh, yeah. Much deserved. It's... Something happened, all right? Oh, yeah. It, it did happen. Now, now, the commissioner of the Big Ten, Tony Petit, said pretty much that they had gathered up information to make a judgment and to prove that former assistant Connor Stallions had compromised the integrity of games in the in the Big Ten by the various scandal. Now, this has taken its turn into the legal side of things. Of course, right after this happened, Michigan filed a temporary restraining order against the Big Ten in Ann Arbor Court that will take place this Friday. They tried to get it before... Michigan's very big game against Penn State, which of course is dominated because Penn State is, well, Penn State. James Franklin can't play against top 10 opponents. I think we think a lot of people know that. Harbaugh has said that he doesn't know when he'll testify and actually said that he's watched a lot of shows and that he's watched Judge Judy a lot, which is funny because someone actually found him on an episode of Judge Judy. Wow. <laughs> someone, someone actually found him in the background on a Judge Judy episode. So. He could turn into his own judge duty there. Uh, that's what's happened with the Michigan scandal, uh, Zeus. I mean, this is getting interesting. It is, and just a lot of hot takes and dumb commentary just being flung around. Just like um, Jim Harbaugh calling Michigan America's team. It's like, <laughs> really, dude? Really? No. This has been through adversity. You're one of the blue bloods. What adversity? You're no. one of the richest programs and most successful in cultural history. And you're going to talk about adversity. Please, compared to UAB and other college programs, you're nothing. You're a privileged program, Jim Hardball. And you're quickly becoming an enemy of the people the more this goes on. Honestly, Zeus, I'll be real with you, man. They should embrace the villain role. I mean, the Houston Astros, who I will have a disclaimer, I worked for the Astros as a broadcast assistant in uh, a couple years ago they should embrace that role a lot of their fans have embraced that role of being the villain they honestly should do that by this point because honestly it would it would it would help out a lot for them also want to play that too america's team no 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 no, no. james madison the, the undefeated and unrecognized james madison dukes are america's team jim jim <laughs> uh facts 
I hear nothing but facts over here. Oh, see, exactly. Thank you. But uh, that they're going to have a hearing on it this Friday. Sharon Moore will continue to act as the interim head coach here. Now, Michigan, of course, has Maryland, but this does include, this spin does include their big game against Ohio State. So we will see, we will have to see just what happens if Harbaugh can attend either game. But that's not the only uh, legal battle that we had in college football. Oh, no? Zeus, I remember telling you about the Oregon State-Washington State lawsuit against the Pac-12, right? Yeah, you did. If you missed last week's podcast, I explained a bit more there, so go check that out. But pretty much a couple, about a month or so ago, Oregon State and Washington State sued the Pac-12, trying to figure out just who has control of the Pac-12 conference. Oregon State and Washington State pretty much argued that that conference bylaws were clear that when the schools announced they were joining other conferences, they immediately surrendered their seat on that conference board. Their argument was that when UCLA and USC announced they were joining the Big Ten and when Colorado announced they were joining the Big 12, the Pac-12 sent a written notice. And they found this discovery. They had sent a written notice to those schools pretty much that it would be a conflict of interest for you to vote on the board. However, when all the other schools left, they wanted to know, hey, who really has control of the board? Uh, they argued that the interpretation of the bylaws changed and they claimed that all 12 deserve a seat on the board. So the so Oregon State and Washington, who have been united in this whole thing pretty well, uh, they they took the they took the Pac-12 and the other members to court. The other 10 members that are leaving believe that if Oregon State and Washington State were given control of the board, they would be able to control all of their conference revenue. Well, yeah, we have a decision. Really? We do. George Judge Gary Libby granted a stay of the decision that until Monday, at no objection from Oregon State and Washington State, that Oregon State and Washington State have sole control of the Pac-12 board of directors. That was easy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, that is what they have argued. Uh, a quote from Libby before each decision. I grew up where conduct spoke louder than words. That's how my parents treated me, and that's how I treated my children when they were growing up. With that in mind, this court finds in favor. The plaintiffs are likely to prevail on their interpretation of the bylaws. Jeez. Just. Man, the, again, these, these narratives, I never thought that we would get a resolution this quick before the year, but considering that the conference is about to die by June next year, yeah, this is going to be an ongoing thing all the way through the offseason, and there's going to be a lot of heads rolling because when it comes to money, oh boy, the schools will do anything to secure that, even stampede over one another just to get it. So, oh, for sure. This is going to this is going to be quite the crazy um divorce going on here between all the teams. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Now, the other departing schools argued that pretty much they could withhold revenue. And they also made this case. Now, one of the big things that they tried to fight back on was Oregon State and Washington State's fear that the departing schools would vote to dissolve the conference. That, And then even distribute the assets. That it was irrelevant because of their belief that the process would be conducted without any board action. Um, of course, they said they were disappointed in it. Uh, they are excited about it. That uh, there was Oregon State and Washington State. 
Uh, they said in a statement that they're looking forward to turning the path forward for the Big 12, for the Pac-12, excuse me, that is in the best interest of the conference and student-athletes. So that is what they have ruled in a in this preliminary injunction hearing. Uh, now, they will be... Now, this isn't just over yet. I, this is not over yet. Um, the mem- the, the, remaining, the main members of the Pac-12 are immediately seeking review in the Supreme in the Washington Supreme Court. So this is not over just yet. We will find out just what happens as both of the 10 remaining schools will be appealing. Yeah, and that's expected and they definitely want to resolve it now because if this goes higher up in the courts, maybe Scotus gets involved and then that's going to be a very bad look on the organization cuz we like huh you all have way too much swagger here. We're going to start hammering down antitrust laws on you. Ooh. And yeah, so that's, it's a tricky world out there. So if the Pac-12 uh, really want to avoid really screwing everyone else over, then you get their shit together and figure out um, who's owed what and who has what power going forward. Indeed, indeed. But that, of course, was not that. These news, of course, was trumped by perhaps one of the for the worst contracts coming to an end, Zeus Jimbo Fisher was fired. Jeez, really? Yes. It's just like the SEC doesn't cannibalize his coaches alive. That's just par for the course. But my goodness. Now, Jimbo, go ahead. The, the thing is, you know, there are lots of firings going like Boise State fired their head coach. And I don't think, I don't get that one because. They were 10 and 4 the previous year. They have lost a lot of clubs, including one to your Knights. So I don't get that firing. I don't, I don't get firings like that. Jimbo Fisher, I totally understand. J- Jimbo, Jimbo, of course, was the was great at Florida State, but then gets to AM, gets these great recruiting classes. And then 2021, oh my God. Now here's the thing. His initial contract wasn't that bad. He actually was really darn good the first couple of years. Then right. it began to fall downhill 2021. The finished the year 8-4. and four. He had a $9 million contract. Now, here was the crazier thing. In the contract, it actually said when he signed this new contract that will keep him employed at a and until 2031, he would have been owed $95 million, which would have been the largest buyout at that point in time. Uh, My Goodness, it that's was... crazy. Now, this is back a couple years ago. I just want to point Dude, that of, out. Think of the facilities you can make with $19 million. Yes, yeah, And it just million. goes to one guy. Yeah. One guy. Now, now of course, after 2021, they finished 8-4, and four, 25th in the coaches' poll. It really went down here. They finished 2022, 5-7, and, and before he was fired, A&M was 6-4. Of course, they had a lot of expectation. It, it's quite, it is quite clear. That AM had high expectations wanting to compete in that conference, but it gets crazier. Zeus, do you want to know the full terms of this of how, how much he's going to get paid? Oh, please. Do you, okay. Me. Fisher will be owed $77.5 million, 25% of which will be due to Jimbo Fisher in a lump sum within 60 days of his termination. The remaining balance must then be paid in equal annual payments beginning 120 days after the date he got fired and continuing till 2031. Jeez. 
it's just so much money. And I mean, the average salary, the Power Five coach, it would take years to pay off that. And just because I don't know what the terms was, was it 2031, something like that? To yes, get... till, till 2031. That is correct. And get canned at early. Wow. It's wow. It's bad. Uh, it is. It is. It is so that be, crazy. That be criminal. Yeah. Like he's gonna pretty much get like. It, it, it's just insane how much he's going to get. He's pretty much going to get $19 million within a lump sum within 60 days of him firing. Now, here's the wilder thing, too, is that just to make this even crazier, Jimbo, uh, he does not have to, if he gets another job elsewhere, which he even despite this, despite this, he probably will. The crazier thing is that if he gets another job, this money is not offset. That means that he would be, he could coach somewhere else, Zeus, and still get paid. That's, how, yeah, like, that, that's insane. <laughs> Just the way these contracts are done. And I thought Gus had the golden parachute leaving uh, a couple years ago before coming to UCF. And this is why I hate ACC schools and just the, the elite programs in general. Just, you know, they go in and they have all this massive media money. So it could all be funneled into certain people. This sounds like modern day politics, my dude, and I cannot, I can't respect that. That's ridiculous. Like no one should be rewarded for failure like that. Yeah, there should be a terms of leaving or just something. Like this, this is insane, and just the pure hubris and ego of a lot of these SEC schools that all think they should be on the same level as Alabama and Georgia, which they're not, but they pretend they are, and they're paying the price. It's, it's it's unfathomable it, how this keeps happening. I just I just don't know, man. I'm it, it boggles my mind that like we could even have that much of a bond. It makes me think of uh, when the NFL actually sent on like a letter to the play teams because they were paying like insane amount of money for coaching staffs, not even on their god darn team. Uh, like the Giants have been paying still for Joe Judge and others, and it's it's. It's nuts, but that's what happened. Jimbo Fisher was the big firing. Brady Hoke will be leaving San Diego State, and Jimbo's the big one, though. Jimbo is the big one. He'll, he'll probably get elsewhere. He's a former national championship winning head coach. He's probably going to get some kind of job uh, elsewhere. If I'm if we're reading on, he's probably going to get a job elsewhere. Arkansas's coach is also on their way out. They have had a rough, rough year, but I have heard rumors that your boy Malzahn is heading there? No? Rumors. Rumors? Yeah, there's rumors of that. And as a UCF fan, I'm just tired of all the nonsense that goes on with coaches. And it's kind of funny because a lot of the fan base from UCF is like, okay, you know, he's not getting the job done. We kind of want to get him out. He does. He's not ready for Big 12 play. But come on, Arkansas? I don't care where he's from. Um, this is the same level of attachment that Scott Frost had when he left for Nebraska. That yeah. situation was just unique on its own. And I don't think there'll be any like it again. But Gus, the way he's having a he's having a good time at UCF, having fun with his players, tax free state. Why in the world would he go suck at a low tier program? And he's I mean, no offense to Gus, but of course. there's not a lot he can do with a program like that with his reputation, competing in arguably a conference that's getting Oklahoma and Texas and competing with more recruits within the same week. No yeah. way. It's much e it's much easier and better to have a program here in the Big Twelve and stay competitive than to be a no name in the SEC and be out in five years. Yeah. Why would anyone do that? 
I, so, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. They're just wanting a big name because they're the big guys to see they want the big name. And screw that, I say. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. Like, please. This this should be over and done. Um, UCF signed an extension with Malzahn. And if he has a great year next year, they'll sign another extension. That's just the way it goes, just to make sure he stays. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the big thing, man. And I feel it, too. I have, my, I mean, my, my, my alma mater, of course, they've had, um, They've had the, our rumors of our head coach is the former D2 national championship head coach be on the way out. Just like, okay, guys, let's just relax. Let's just relax. It's not going to happen. The big, the other, the big thing we remember uh, happened in games today. Um, did you check out the Washington Utah game by any chance, Zeus? Unfortunately, I didn't, oh. but I'm looking at the scoreboard here and it seems like a pretty wild game. Here's the wilder thing they pulled the Deshaun Watson. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Deshaun Watson, very infamously once, Eagles-Cowboys about, I want to say, when he was, it was rookie in the league, caught a great pass from McNabb and dropped the ball before going into the end zone. Oh, well, my goodness. It's, it was, it, 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 he's, he's done it twice in his career, too. Uh, if so, at, a, at the Washington games, a Washington defender picks off their quarterback, Rice and Barnes, and he drops it. One y'all at the one before going into the end zone. <laughs> wow. I gotta I gotta link this to you. And the funny thing too is that watching this happen live, the broadcaster is like, he knew instantly, oh, it didn't cross the plane. It it didn't it didn't cross the plane. Like, how do you even do that? How do you drop the ball before you go into the end zone? I don't know, man. Just uh, lack of coaching. Just the oh. emotions get to you. You just lose track of where you are on the field. Something, something, but just that's like a discipline. And, well, hopefully you don't do that in bigger games like the Pac-12 championship and possibly the playoff, or you're going to get crucified by everybody around oh, you. Oh, my God. They, they still won the game, and that will bring us to, of course, the college football rankings right now, Zeus. Now, Nothing much of a big change except for one thing. A new team atop the number one spot, that being Georgia number one, Ohio State dropped to two. Do you like this? Hmm. Hmm. You think it hard? Though? Yes, because, I, because yeah. I'm the one that ever since the rankings were first released, I kind of pounded the table that um, you got to look at this season as well as the previous seasons. Georgia, um, until someone knocks them off, they're going to be number one. So, I mean, it really doesn't matter. And I'd rather have them at number two because that puts Ohio State in a position that if they do lose Michigan, they should that should be enough to keep them out of the top four and keep uh, Florida State or maybe sneak a Washington in. Um, because I'm looking at these rankings, and yeah. we have we still have five undefeated teams through ten weeks. Mm. And I do worry about it because I'm looking at – and I'm look, I'm just looking at the rankings and the resumes here. Florida State, they had a close game against Miami, um, a yeah. game that they could easily lost. So if they keep having close games like that, um, just because the ACC does not have the star power, or so-called star power of like something of the Pac-12 schedule or the SEC schedule or the Big Ten schedule, I mean, I could very easily see this committee, especially Washington, um, like Ohio State, Michigan have the game of the year. And Ohio State goes down five, and Florida State. I don't know, man. Like, I it, it's very possible a one loss Georgia or a one loss Ohio State could jump a Florida State, even if they lose their games, which just would make me upset and why I hate this committee so much. 
and why we do need this 12-team playoffs so we can have all these teams oh, in games that yeah. matter in December. So totally. Um, these rankings, yeah, I mean, as of right now, I'm fine with it, but I still worry about the narratives on uh, what could happen later on. Texas, unfortunately, I think they have no shot, barring some extreme chaos in the final couple weeks. Uh-huh. But whatever. I mean, out of screw Texas, they're leaving the Big 12. They can go die in a tire fire in the SEC this year. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, it's just been a lot of movement and chaos below the nine mark here, really. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting because, you know, if Oregon and Washington keep at it, they got two Heisman caliber quarterbacks and Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Uh, very, very good watching those two they're gonna rematch again most likely they will take they will most likely face each other in the pac-12 championship game so that could be retribution for oregon then you could say well who do you put in does oregon get the jump over washington or if florida state has trouble in their acc title game or if if any of these teams on this on here on here have any problems in their conference game like we could see uh, an interesting jump, and uh, then it would get very complicated. The debates would be all over the place, and that's something that, like you say, man, like we should. It should. It should have never have been four to begin with. Like I think when they when they began this process, they limited themselves. They just did four. It's uh, yeah, it's it just a way to yeah. really prop up their big conferences and really crap on the little guy. I mean, yeah. again, as a fan, I went through all that nonsense. Oh, I know it you took did. so much just to get a Cincinnati in there. And while they did get, you know, dominated by Bama in, in that year, I mean, they weren't exactly blown out, blown out. Um, they tried. They, yeah, they tried. And it's like, you, you got to play the game. You got to. Yeah. You got to have this postseason because anything can happen. And right now, I mean, Georgia, if they're a 12 team player right now, based on these teams we see here, like, I don't, honestly, I see them getting knocked out. Right. Maybe a Texas can really get hot at the right time. Maybe Mizzou, like you don't know. Florida State can run the table. Um, Oregon State. This is that's why we desperately need the twelve team playoff. And I'm glad we're getting it next year. There's so many different territories that could go down. Though I know you are happy about the fall of a particularly ranked team. And I think just just to get my boy going, my, you have been. I, I've been waiting to hear what you are going to say for a week now, and just 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 to get you going. Let's go, UCF Knights! Say it loud, say it proud. The hype train is fast. The season is safe. I got overreactions plenty because this game is a narrative of the season in a nutshell. And uh-huh. how? And yeah, I'm just breaking narrative. Not only establishing numbers, I'm just breaking the ones that we dealt with all year. UCF has some of the bottom worst run defenses in the league. You're going up against a Heisman candidate. Um... And oh, and oh, Gordon over here. Oh, like we have proven shit. Like all we can do is beat teams from our former conference. Well, how does forty-five to three sound? How does forty-five <laughs> to fucking three sound, America? How does forty-five to three sound? Um, shoot. <laughs> every every single every single Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee was like, can I admit? Okay, so Pat McAfee, God, uh, and he uh, owned up to it. So applaud to him. When he's wrong, he's wrong. He owned up on social media, but just these clown takes on this UCF team that really should have should be right now a seven three football team. They should not have lost that Baylor game, and it should be in Oklahoma on the road. Uh-huh. Like period. Like we, we 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 should be better than we are, but it is it is what it is. And 
They came to play. The fans showed up. It monsooned in the second quarter. I was wet, but I wasn't miserable. I was bouncing around with all these Oklahoma State fans in my section just being all quiet and just not believing the beatdown that we gave to him. This is our welcoming to UCF party. R.J. Harvey looked like the real Heisman Cal on that field. Give that man some love. He should be winning some Big 12 awards this year. Um, everything that went right, went right. This was John Rice Pullman's also best game. The defense balled out. We turned. We got four takeaways from the Oklahoma State Cowboys. We made that quarterback look good in Bedlam, look like he belonged in FCS. Like It was garbage the way we just made him look all game. And I am so happy for these Knights. They, they got the statement win. They smoked them. We're undefeated in space games. We're 7-0. I am so glad we have the tradition. And there's some people that will go out there and be like, yeah, screw the space game. It's so trashy and cliche, but I don't care. We earned this. Go Knights. Charge on, man. I'm, I'm so proud of that. I love, I'll admit, you know, I remember like being on Twitter the next day and they and UCF put out, for some reason, colleges editing their post-game like win videos they had all the memes out there for their win. And I, I had the biggest grin because I'm like, Archer Hover is the base. They just had like the interstellar stuff, like, believe. And it's like, what the, oh my, this is great. Rushing the field too. I love seeing those moments. I mean, you have, you have been through a lot the past couple of weeks. So, I mean, a, a good, a good, a good win. A very good win. You, you, you balled out. You limited one of the best running backs in the country. It's 25 yards. Just, Great win. Great Insane. Stuff. And just also mention all the haters who don't call our stuff storming. I mean, honestly, I feel like that that should be how Storm the Feeling is done because we have a big 10-foot wall around the bottom bowl of our stadium. So yeah. obviously you can't just spontaneously storm the field like that. Yeah. So it was still hype on the field. The videos out there showed it. And everyone was happy and fun and in a safe manner. So it's not like I, I think I mean if we're gonna storm field like that going forward and i definitely want to do it again you know when i'm going to say not if when we get to the 12 team playoff and win some sweet home games here at home um to move on i mean that's going to be magical so so proud so proud of these guys gus proving that um, he can turn around and they're coming into their own and with the with two games left on their schedule like i would not be surprised if they go and went out the rest of the year like you definitely got the hype for it don't let me down guys please <laughs> Two very winnable games. Like this will mean nothing if you don't go to a bowl game at least. So, oh, for sure. I mean, definitely enjoy that win. But you all got a couple of games left to go uh, for the for your night. So, hoping the best for your boys, man. I'd like to see what y'all can do. You got Texas Tech in uh, Houston next, and so hey, man. I think I think it'll be cool to see. I mean, considering how much of a beast R.J. Harvey is, <laughs> uh, should be pretty damn good. Uh, for the night to see. Also, want to see what your social media team, social media department can do because they could do some funny shit. Uh, I am all for the wackiness of college football social media teams uh, being pretty wild. Uh, that's our look into the college uh, football landscape. We, we wish we could get more to the games, but of course, just so many headlines happen that there's only so much we can get into uh, when it comes to the games, of course. Uh, so, for the most part, man, tell you what, it's you deserve this win. You are. You should celebrate the hell out of this one, buddy. Yeah. Now, Zeus, I think we need to talk about some NFL news. Uh, the big one this morning, though. Deshaun Watson. Injured again. 
just why <laughs> he to get the news of course deshaun watson was said quote it was very tough hurt about it he will be he will miss the rest of another season he will undergo surgery to repair a rupture in his throwing shoulder an mri revealed that he had a displaced fracture to the glenoid in his right shoulder and he needed immediate surgery to avoid further structural damage um all i could say as a Steelers fan. <laughs> and meanwhile, all the Browns fans. No, God! <laughs> no, God, please, no! I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, man. Look, I don't like seeing anyone get hurt. Except for Deshaun Watson. Screw him. <laughs> he is not getting a happy yeah. ending, all right? All right. This is... <laughs> This, screw you, you bitch. You should be in jail, locked up with everybody else. I don't want no happy ending for you. And you know what the crazier thing is, too? Do you know, like, the cap hit they are going to take next year? $63.9 million. He's only played 12 games over two seasons. He's earned $7 million a game. <clears throat> Jesus! Jesus, indeed. People are calling this trade one of the worst in history, just with the the impact, the notoriety. And, yeah, a lot of people are calling this karma. And I have a friend who's a Browns fan. Like, it's it's mixed. Like, I feel bad for him because it sucks when your star quarterback goes down. But this is also a star quarterback that's, uh, ooh, really doesn't deserve all, you know, the defense and love he's getting. And some behavior of Browns fans, like when he got traded over, is just disgusting, so. I've seen some call this karma or call this not, but I've life I've, finds a way. I've seen some horrible stuff too. Like, and this is not me saying like, oh, Manny hates all Browns fans. I have a couple Browns fans that support me on Twitch, you know? It's like so I I'm a person that I don't have anything against any fan base, but it's like Cleveland. I know Baker Mayfield may not have been the guy you were wanting. Uh, he did not look he was playing injured most of his last year. The bro set the rookie touchdown passing record, led you to your first win in the playoffs against my guy, against my Pittsburgh Steelers. And then he goes toe-to-toe with Patty Mahomes, loses on a close one, but then you let him go after a year? And just, 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 just throw this in the water again. Baker Mayfield right now, I mean, he's not putting up the craziest numbers, He's still balling. 14 touchdowns, five picks this season. That's double what Deshaun Watson has. He's also played for more games, way more reliable. That too. And, like, I just don't I don't like it. This is karma. This is karma. And I'll say this, you know, we can – if he gets healthy, then he can definitely play. I, I, I'm not saying that. If he gets healthy, the guy can definitely play. But the question is that if he gets injured again, if he gets injured again, then there, there's some serious concern. Because, like, if you let him go, that's $60 million in dead cap that you are screwed with. And you gave away your top draft picks to a Texans team that's playing pretty darn good with CJ with, with uh, LaFleur at quarterback. So, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the rookie out of UCLA, will get the start. Um, he's again. He's he's played well. I'll say this by the song. He played well last game, but it's like karma, karma. You know what's even better? <laughs> what's even better? What? We got we got the Pittsburgh gets the Browns next. Pittsburgh gets the Browns next, and let me tell you, 
you did something. The Pittsburgh Steelers, wait, why is Matt, Matt Canada somehow on the sidelines? Makes the biggest impact in the goddamn world. I want to tell you right now. How in the hell are the Pittsburgh Steelers all of a sudden scoring on opening game drive? We have done yeah, that explain two, that. We have done that for two. Zeus, I can't explain it. We have done it for two weeks in a row. I Even I am just confused. Um, I will yeah. say. I, but I, granted, I, against the Packers, you got to take that in context. Yes. But it's progress. 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 Progress for this fucking offense. I will tell you this. I I, I don't. People want to shit on Najee Harris, but I say, you know, Dylan Warren's looked really good this year. I love Dylan Warren. Keep them both. Keep 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 them both. Like Warren and the, uh, Najee, a good one-two punch. Najee, you're downhill back. Warren, your guy that can do it all. Uh, Pickett, of course, didn't look too good at all. But tell you what, that defense gets the win again. A big pick, again a big pick to get the dub. Um, loving, loving what this ground game can do. And I think if if Pittsburgh goes to an old school smackdown, just running that football, passing with Pickett only like twenty times a game, I think it's a model uh, that can work. Also, Green Bay has looked shaky. I know it's Jordan Love's first time starting, first full year starting, but he has looked shaky over the past couple of games. He's making a lot of bad throws. I'm not sure if that's really talent or coaching, but the Packers are in deep trouble. Um, well, I'm not sure how their draft situation or cap is, but they they, they definitely need a lot of work. Um, just to even be competitive again, especially when the Vikings, when the Vikings and Lions are just leagues ahead of them. Like the Vikings, even with their injuries, they're just laughing all over what the Packers have done. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's just crazy. So. I, so they they outright suck, and the Steelers keep on rolling. I don't somehow. I don't get this team. We we don't we don't look anything crazy. We have the most points we've scored in a game this year was twenty six. We have not had a game where we score over thirty points. It has been three years since we had a four hundred yard game. We actually had three hundred twenty four yards, so it's interesting. And we're six and three. And with the Browns losing, that could help and open stuff up for us. I don't know how to feel, but I'm gonna get myself in the false hype. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get myself in all the false hype. Cause the Pittsburgh oh, no. Steelers are gonna go to Super Bowl. The Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though the other headlines, of course, your Dolphins were on the bye week. Uh, the big news for you guys is Devin Chain will be coming back. You'll be reactivated off the injured reserve. Though there is That's one right. team, you are pretty gleefully. Looking at their downfall. Could you tell me about that, Zeus? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm calling you out, Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo, the bulls, the bills, the cows, whatever. Okay. I don't care. What happened? <laughs> you lost to the Broncos. That's right. You put 70 on. Let's 70 ride. points. 70 fucking points. We beat them at home on 50. I mean... You can't just complain about the Heat as well. The Heat only has some part of it. You yeah. had them on prime time. You have the quote-unquote better quarterback. You have the apparent genius of an offense that can get stuff done and has been there in the playoffs and won some games. And guess what? You made Russell Wilson look relevant again. And granted, credit where credit's due. Those Broncos are definitely, um, they turned a the corner. Champagne's them getting the buy-in. Mm-hmm. Even though players have complained about him, so... Good on them for turning the season around, even though they're I still don't think they'll make the playoffs. 
but my God, Buffalo, what happened to you? What <sighs> happened to you? And the four turnovers, I think it was called. Four. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. Yeah, two has had some bad um, turnover games as well, but not nearly to the extent of Josh Allen. Yeah. So he's become a liability. And I'm going to hate to say it, but until proven otherwise this season, your quarterback is freaking mid. Ooh. He's a mid quarterback. Ooh. Top 15, sure. <laughs> Definitely not top five anymore. Tua is better than Josh Allen right now, and it's just no contest. To the point where they fired their uh, they fired their offensive coordinator it. The offensive coordinator That's that right. ape shit for losing in the final seconds over some dumb uh, play calls against Miami in week three. So I don't know, man, but your schedule is looking pretty brutal. I think we'll have the division wrapped up in about four or five weeks. So this, uh, yeah, yeah, they've feels good. Feels good, defense fan. Jets, Patriots having the worst season ever. It's just blissful. Yeah. It's just it's been a lot of misery in the division over the years, and it's our time, baby. Ben's up. Yeah, it's our time. Like we're going. The thing is, I we're will say go too. ahead and win this division. I don't see us winning oh, yeah. losing more than two games the rest of the uh-huh. year. Let's fucking go. Ends up, baby. The thing is, That's too, is that the turnovers have gotten really, really bad for Allen <laughs> this year. I mean, Allen, uh, of course, he's <sighs> he has so committed so many. Man. He's compounded for the he's most good. turnovers and picks of anyone in the NFL. Uh, the slow uh, starts man. are costing them, my guy. Uh, oh. It's bad. It's bad. And, you know, it got uh, even worse. Uh... Wait, can you not hear me? Oh, shit. This ain't good. Can you hear me now, Zeus? There we go. Discord got really rough on me. Uh, might have been heard, of course, on the recording. No worries. But um, the thing is, you know, Ken Dorsey getting fired. I mean, Josh Allen has struggled to get uh, lots of stuff going to begin with. He's got the interception issue. But the thing, too, I forgot to mention, there's some drama with Stephon Diggs. Uh, his brother, Trayvon Diggs. Quarterback. There's been drama since the offseason. Well, it got even worse. Trayvon Diggs tweeted out, man. 14 gotta get up out of there. His brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they really should, because right now I, I can safely say it. They're, that's why in my predictions, I had no faith in the Bills. And with a loss like that, and they already lost to the Patriots and the Stinking Jets, come on, man. Those are three games that should be under your belt as wins, and you drop them all. Yeah. And everyone complains about Miami. Oh, we only beat the bad teams, but we take care of business, okay? We're getting better, and we're gonna get beat those good teams. Buffalo, <laughs> my goodness, they they it, can't do shit right now. It's, it's so cathartic. It's 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 very rough. Look at some of the big games that happened in the NFL. Um, Colts got the win in Germany, uh, which was which was the best highlight of that was the fans singing along to Sweet Caroline while the play was going on. That was beautiful. Uh, CJ Stroud, the bank, CJ Stroud leads the win over the Bengals, 30-27. The Texans were good to 5-4. and four. Quite a surprising record. I don't think anyone expected out of the Houston Texans. Uh, Josh Dobbs balls out again. Vikings over the Saints. And Indeed. a game that I thought would be good, the Niners destroyed Jacksonville, 34-3. Yeah, yeah. And now people are asking about the Jaguars legit and with the way we have directories going. Um, I still think Jags should win the division, but I would not be surprised if the Texans come all the way back, sweep the Jags, and take their lunch money, and then the Jags are looking in for the playoffs. Like, this this is tricky, man. Like, because of the, how the AFC North is balling, I think you have to win in your division if you want to make the playoffs if you're not from the AFC North. It's 
it's dicey. Mm-hmm. And the Jags, they got a lot to answer for because they have not looked good at home this year. They have dropped some pretty ugly games. And it's pretty Jekyll or Hyde with them. So I think it's a combination of the Fortnite's getting healthy and being back. But my God, be, you got to be more competitive than that. You know what's My fans have looked more competitive against these teams than the Jags have. You know what's crazy? I, I think I know what happened. Mm-hmm. The terrible towel has cursed them. If you don't know Zeus, uh, there I linked it to you, of course. But there was a moment in which Andrew Wingard, the safety for the Jaguars, got a big uh, game-sealing pick. He proceeds to grab a terrible towel and throw it around. Twirl it around. And I don't know if you know this. This isn't the first time Jacksonville has been cursed, cursed by the terrible towel in 2015. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot held up a sign that said, Towels carry Ebola. And promptly after that, the Jacksonville Jaguars went on to lose 13 of their next 17 games. Jacksonville has had it happen so many times. This is the third time. Why are you fucking with the terrible towel? <laughs> you just don't do yeah, that. Man. You just, it, you just. Mm. It's just like teams that go to Dallas Star and just like mock it or Start, something. Yeah. So I kid you not. I kid you not, Zeus. That is, I, I think, I like to think that's why. Because since then, they have not scored a touchdown. Um. Other stuff that happened in the NFL, the Kyler Murray came back and led the Cardinals to a win over the Falcons, 25-23. The Lions outdueled Justin Herbert and company as Jared Goff goes for two touchdowns. Lions are now 7-2, 41-38. Yeah, it's a shootout game. Yeah. So both the Finns and the Lions winning shootouts against the Chargers. It's... So when is, uh, when is Stanley game fired? Uh, I'm kind of waiting for that news. Um, this guy's proven day in and day out that he just cannot coach his strengths and he's just wasting the talent on this team yeah so i'd be devastated if i was a charger fan that this nonsense is still going on in a year where you have to win probably 11 games just to make the playoffs and your margin of error right now for the chargers is you have to win you can only lose one more game the rest of the year otherwise you're out honestly they should fire brandon staley like i will right now i like, right now honestly dude they should have fired him after that playoff game against jacksonville Oh yeah, I. It's already too late. It's yeah, dude. Like that. That's the thing is that like you let the guy come back after the second biggest comeback and like the like the second biggest, okay, third biggest blown lead in NFL postseason in history. Like, it's just crazy. And it's like this team, the the Tigers actually have the talent to succeed. I think Justin Herbert is a damn good quarterback. You got a good running backs like Austin Eckler. Veterans like Keenan Allen. I could go on and on. You got, you got Bosa, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and you guys can't even, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys can't even, like, go and, like, win 10 games. It, it's like I said, it's going to come out of coaching. Um, it's, it's Yeah, Chargers crazy. right now, they're on, they're on pace to being 9-8. and eight, Yeah. Honestly, like, at this rate. And that's just barely getting into a playoff berth. No. 9-8 uh, and eight's not going to cut in the AFC. It's not going to cut it. You win eleven games or your division, or you're out. Yeah, you're out. You, you, it's exactly, exactly. Uh, other big games, of course. Uh, re- really briefly, uh, I mentioned Kyler Murray putting down Cod and not playing Roblox to get uh, the Cardinals the win. Um, <laughs> the Seahawks win a walk on off to win over the Commanders, 29-26. Ra- the Raiders just win, baby. Raiders improved to two and zero under their under their under their interim head coach. 
and they win 16-12. to And Baker Mayfield, we mentioned him earlier, throws two touchdowns. Buccaneers improved to 4-5. and five. Titans fall to 3-6. and six. Uh, Next up, we mentioned uh, the Browns and Steelers game. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a game in which, well, any game is going to be a heart attack game. The line is a short one. Cleveland by one, surprisingly. Even with yep. Baker out. I mean, that game should be close. Uh, with how this team has been going with running the football, it's a unique, it's a good offensive step forward. I am liking uh, what I'm seeing from that ground game. I don't know why it took Matt Canada to be this long, get this long to go on to the fucking sidelines, but hey, it's working surprisingly, even though he's a terrible offensive coordinator. I coach better offense I'm just using plays from college football. We even have to... uh, besides that. Yeah, that, that game's going to be ugly. Like It's probably going to be like a 14, 17 game oh, sort of deal. For sure. Low I, scoring. Nonetheless, it should be a good one from the factory of sadness that is Cleveland Browns Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. Zeus, your Ra- your Dolphins take on the streaking Raiders. They are 2-0. Miami, though, a high line, 13 and a half. Yeah, um, I am very curious. I am a little concerned that with the hard knocks distraction also going on with the team right now, mm-hmm. if that's going to take away. But the Dolphins, they're 4-0 at home. They've their margin of victory at home has been pretty ridiculous, so I think they can take care of business um, because these first five games before their next three tests, um, you got to win them all. I mean, if you're going to really silence some narratives and you got to go 5-0 and in the stretch, you got to sweep the Jets, you got to beat um, a bad commander's team, a pretty struggling rookie-led Titans team, and, of course, this Raiders team coming in. So um, while I have high confidence in this team, I mean, I, you never know. Uh, I, I just want to see – I just want them to avoid the slow start. I want this offense to get back on track and prove that they are elite. So, yeah, man, I think that's a fair line, and we'll see what happens yeah. when we get to our picks. Indeed it will. I mean, Devin, a chance coming back. That's going to be a big help for the offense uh, for your Dolphins. Other big games going on, Bengals and the Ravens in an AFC North matchup. I'm always down uh, for those matchups. Bye weeks, of course, Falcons, Colts, Pats, and Saints are on the bye. Vikings and the Broncos. Josh Dobbs, of course, he is hot as of late. And Russell Wilson, he's actually yeah. quietly playing and having a good year. 18 touchdowns, four picks. Yeah, that's a sneaky good game. I that's think I might want to... Broncos country. That's right. We're <laughs> riding to 500. That's better than where they were going. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, but I'm curious about Bengals and Ravens. Like, who do you want to win that game? As a Steelers mm. fan, who do you want to win? Mm. Who are you most afraid of? Honestly, man. I mean, obviously, a tie would be amazing. But oh, amazing. That's so rare. Amazing. Uh, Bengals, just because Ravens technically have the advantage in the in the division by uh, just just being uh, there, uh, being having the better record. Technically speaking, if the Bengals win, then that, and if we beat the Browns this week, that means that we mm-hmm. jump them, actually, because we, ha- we beat the Ravens earlier this year. So I also, yeah. I- I'll admit this. As a Steelers fan, I actually like watching Joey Burrow play. I'm actually a fan of Joey Burrow. I like watching the guy play. Lamar's fun to watch, too, but it's also like, I don't know. You're at that big contract, Lamar. We will see, though. We shall. We shall see Thursday. In fact, actually, tomorrow it's going to be happening on Prime Video. Uh, other big game that I like, uh, Eagles-Chiefs, a Super Bowl rematch at Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium on Monday night. And... 
imagine if I know you got you you mentioned this Bills and Jets, and you put this as the loser would be knocked out of the playoffs in your head. Talk to me about that. Hundred percent. Um, because the Jets, they're wait, they're like begging Aaron Rodgers to come back. But by the time he come back, I mean just look at the schedule. So if you open the Jets schedule right now, they lose to the Bills. Yeah, grander to beat them, but they lose to the Bills. They got the Dolphins next at home mm-hmm. on Black Friday, short turnaround. Then I mean Falcons, they'll probably they could they should beat them, but Texans, Dolphins, uh Commanders, Browns, and Patriots. So I mean, I can probably see maybe four more wins from them in that stretch. Um, but yeah, and like I said, four more wins, that's eight and nine. That's not a playoff caliber record. So nine and eight, I still don't think they make the playoffs, but yeah, if you want to have any hope, the Jets have to sweep the Bills, and that's as bad as the Bills have played, that's a very tough thing to do. And to sweep a team this season is very difficult. Um, especially on the road, and especially with the Bills, um, as desperate as they are, because these are two desperate teams, and at Buffalo, same thing. Their schedule towards the end of the year is very, very brutal. Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. That is four tough games, and three of them are on the road. So they need to win this game. They drop to five and six, they're out. There's absolutely no way they're making a wild card game. I mean, there's absolutely no way they're winning the division. Like, as long as the Dolphins take care of business, we're winning the division by week 15. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a must-win, man. It's a must-win. There's no way around it. That is a hugely important game for either team. Yeah, big, big, big game, and I think that'll be a fun one to see. We'll see what they rock uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, we'll take a look real quick now at our picks for last week, and it was an interesting week in the NFL, the National Football League. Right now, Zeus, you went 1-3. and three. You picked that Colts game correctly. Uh, Niners... They had Jacksonville with the Niners Ow. in that one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Danny Jaguars. <laughs> oh, dude, it's that terrible talker. He picked Jacksonville against the Niners. And you had the Bills-Broncos game. But you said, of course, you win either way. I'm happy. That's right, baby. <laughs> I don't, they lost. They I look don't, bad. I don't blame our... you. I don't, <laughs> I don't blame you at all, buddy. As for me, I went 2-1. Uh, picked that Raiders game pretty pretty good against the J-E-T-S. Jet, jet, Jets. The Bears are who I thought they were. They, I, I, they win. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, 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 the Bears are who we thought they were. The Bear damn field. Now, you want to crown them? Then crown their ass. The Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> that's why we took the God damn field. Damn it. And then, of course, the Cowboys beat the hell out of the Giants. Those football Giants got destroyed again with... um. Uh, Sopranos extra Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Do you know about DeVito? He allegedly lives at home, has all of his laundry done for him. <laughs> the Giants starting quarterbacks, my friend. But they, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys won 49-17, sweeping the Giants from proving to 6-3. Zeus. Yep. You're up first, buddy. The Giants, like, sure. they, they, they're playing so bad. I've, had, I've seen power rankings where... Uh, they they don't even make it. It's like Georgia is above them. They're number yeah. thirty-two in the NFL. Yeah, not, not even the it, Giants it, are just that insane. bad. It's it's insane. That puts me by the way record-wise 13, 14, and two. And we got the tanks of tanks, the tanks Ooh. and tank bowls of Giants and Patriots. <laughs> That's gonna be so good. Yes, <laughs> the tank of tanks. Tank bowl. Oh All right, my God. what you got first, buddy? 
Oh my god. I'm just looking at all these lines. There's just so many oh, yeah. juicy ones out there. So many hot takes I can I can bring. I'm ready for but it. oh man. Who do I who do I pick? Do I go let's ride? Do I do it? Do you do it? Do you wanna do it? Do you wanna do it? Let's ride. Do you want to ride? Do you want to ride? Broncos country! <laughs> Let's ride! Let's do it! <laughs> I am buying the hype. And I'm just banking on that the 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 fire of Josh Dobbs is just a, is eventually gonna come to an end. It's gonna it's gonna let me see. Is let me is Justin is Justin Jefferson is he playing? Is he back yet? I don't know. Nonetheless, I will admit I love how the NF the NFL is nope. so behind Josh Dobbs. You know, on the NFL's Twitter account, it now reads "In Dobbs We Trust," and it's a picture of him with the Gatorade tub. Yeah, but reason why I'm signing with the Broncos: you win two games like that, you're back at home. The team is starting to gel. I I I, I feel something with the team. I just you think I so? Feel like I I don't know. Just they restored my hope. How do you come back from a 50-point shellacking at the hands of Miami and then have some sweet wins? Your winners are three straight. You're at home. The Vikings, yes, they're playing great football. Um, they're definitely in the making to uh, obviously make a wild-card spot. But I don't know. Just something about this game mm-hmm. that I think the Broncos can win a last-second field goal and make us proud. So this may be a really dumb pick because the Broncos are not a good team, but it's a hunch. Horsepower. Let's Ooh. ride. Let's go. Ah, you heard it there first. Intriguing. A big pick there. It's it's going to be a fun, fun, fun game for sure. For my first pick, I will. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of high lines uh, in, in this this week. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of them. And, and you get those low ones, and there's just so many high ones, man. Uh, we I will take uh, one that I'm a big on is the dominance of the Houston Texans as of late. T.J. Stroud is, is top five in the, in the NFL right now for passing yards, even with Kyler Murray coming back. I don't think he's going to have that crazy of an impact. He did lead a comeback win over the car, over the Falcons. However, I think it will be the Texans getting the oh. win over the so Arizona Cardinals. So you're writing the high train too, isn't it? In a different sense. I, yeah, I, 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 I CJ Strouds. <laughs> it, it's weird because, like I say, like you know, going into it, I'm like, oh, he's an Ohio State quarterback. He's not going to do well. It's, it's been proven that a lot, so many Ohio State quarterbacks just don't do well in the NFL. But he's quickly turning around that narrative in a way, which it just goes to show what kind of guys they got over there in uh, in Houston. So I like, I like to see what happens there, man. Uh. What you got next, Zeus? Well, I'm gonna turn back into bully Zeus because oh God. just like with the just like with the Dolphins, the Cowboys are very, very getting a reputation of just beating up on bad teams. The Panthers. Mm-hmm. What they're just so bad. They're they they, oh they they cannot get anything together. Their first round pick, um, their quarterback is just looking like a bust already, even though I know he has no pieces around him. But the Cowboys they got something to prove, even though they're on the road. Um, Ten points seems like it's something they can easily cover. So I got absolutely no faith in this Panthers team. Cowboys should ride. They'll be a relevant team. They'll win these games by a lot, just like Miami. So that's their specialty. So, yep, right with the Cowboys. And, They'll get it done. And considering that defense that they have, I have them in fantasy for a good reason. For games like this, they are just salivating 
uh, at that opportunity. I will go next for my next pick to a Western matchup, one that's not too far away from me. Actually, it's about a good 10-hour flight away from me. Englewood's always up to no good. It is the Rams against the Seahawks. Seahawks coming off of a big win. Uh, walk-off win. Uh, it was Geno Smith led them to a win over the Commanders. I, you know, Seattle's a quiet 6-3. and three. Geno Smith's not playing that bad. I don't think he'll be back next year, but the coaching that they have in Seattle, I'm a big fan of. Pete Carroll's done a great job there as the head coach for so long. I am think with that one-line spread, and how close those games can get, it'll be Seattle over the Rams. Seattle over the Rams, okay. Yeah, man. I, I mean, so getting revenge after the letdown. Yes. Twelves. <laughs> yes. I. It, it. My. My thing with the Seahawks is like, do I think they're gonna be a legitimate contender that they could go deep into a playoff run? No, but kind of like Mike Tomlin, I think that when Pete with Pete Carroll as the head coach. You can't really go wrong, I think. You can't really go wrong with that. He's done some good uh, stuff there. I mean, he's got Geno Smith as quarterback. led him to a career year last year. So I think, while, while he won't make well, it will make the playoffs, I think. I think they'll be at least a winning team. I don't think they're going to go deep, but I think they'll take this one. Your final pick, Zeus. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good pick. Um, even though the Seahawks did look pretty bad um, at home, mm-hmm. so... I think they'll write the ship. They got more to prove than the bumbling Rams that just cannot get anything together. But I'm I am very conflicted because I like these high lines, like the four narrows against the Bucks. But the Bucks, they're a feisty team that might might be closer than yeah points. That's that's but, higher than I would have expected. Honestly, looking at that game right now. Yeah, it's like I was thinking about that, but I'm gonna go to another high spread. Sure. Um, and I'm gonna go full homer. I'm picking my fins to show up shut down a hot Raiders team and prove that they can, again, this, 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 this trend of just beating bad teams really badly, especially at home. So yeah, all the metrics say that the Finns, um, they're off the bye week. They are fresh a chain Mozart. Um, the receivers are back and ready to go. So they have no reason to let this game be close. Like if they want to prove this should be like a 38 to 17 game or something like that, they should go out and just kick some ass. So, I know from a better's angle, this is a dumb, this is really dumb because <laughs> high spreads are very, very risky, but I don't care. I'm 12 and 17. I need to make some spicy picks to get yeah. things going. So I'm supporting my fins. I am feeling great. It'd be a disservice to me as a fins fan if I didn't pick them. So fins up, baby. I get that. No, I get that. I had one uh, last week. The, the, the Cowboys and the Giants game had a 16 point spread. I think we mentioned that, you know, those spreads, you know, ones you always want to avoid. But when you knew you'd be facing Sopranos extra, a Tony, uh, Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Like, I had a feeling yeah. like, bro, they're going to kick ass. My, my final pick, I'm going to go right into your camp, buddy. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to sweep the Cleveland Browns. To simply, put, simply put, I'm telling you right now. I'm going to go and drink my <laughs> Iron City beer. If they have the Cleveland Browns getting to win... Over the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's just a bullshit. Vegas is always against us. Yeah, we're going to beat those bitches. I tell you it's right now. I wish I could go over to the casino and put a big goddamn terrible towel on top of it as punishment for betting against us. I don't give a hell damn if they say that I can't go to Vegas anymore because I'm just running around the streets with my Ben Roethlisberger jersey and waving my terrible towel and slapping some Raider fan. The Steelers are going to go to Super Bowl. I love it. 
<laughs> Although I'm kind of on the other side of the fence. I think I don't know. This this the screams trap a trap game. Brown. Yeah. It's going to be close either way. All these AFC North games are going to be hecka close, but that's going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, man. Um, PJ Walker or I mean they're not bad quarterbacks, so yeah, it's, it's just going to be which quarterback, which offense is going to make the most mistakes. That's so we'll, that's right, man. We'll see. That's right. Doran Thompson Robinson getting the start. The rookie out of UCLA. He played a couple of games uh, earlier this season, but uh, we'll see how he progresses. Uh, you know, I think. With how this run game is looking for Pittsburgh, too, I think it'll be pretty uh, darn good. Any final thoughts, Zeus? Uh, final thoughts? Um, God, this AFC is so freaking stacked. Why oh. are we in this division? At, we, I get you right now. We have 14 teams that are sniffing it. 14 out 14. of 16. That can make the playoffs. It kills me. It's after week 10. The Broncos can have a chance. The Jets are still in it as much as they suck. The Chargers, the Raiders, the Bills. It's like, ugh. Even the Colts, like, you, I don't know. We all can assume that the AFC North is going to just get at least members in, maybe all four, but we don't know, man. Like, this, this is scary. This yeah. is why it's like, for the Dolphins, it's imperative that we keep playing. We need to win this division. We need that home game. And I don't know, man. Like, any opponent from the wildcard round scares me at this point. So it's like, just take care of business. Let's get as high as here as possible. Let's go. This is the final eight weeks of the season. Let's freaking go, man. Hype it up. Let's. November football, December football. Prime time, baby. It's Let's go. It's gonna be great. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of the Florida Football Podcast. Thank you once again uh, for joining us again and supporting us as we have in our first edition of this podcast. Make sure, again, you can always find us on Podbean, iHeartMedia, Google Podcast and Player FM. For my partner, Zeus Pegasus, I am Manny Jones. We'll see you next time as the headlines get hotter, the the coaches see the hot the the, the hot firings keep a going, and the playoff gets more exciting. Till then, we're out of here.